And, and those of you that, that, that have been part of the fellowship here, we, um, we, you find that on holidays, I don't usually do a whole lot of holiday theme stuff. I, if it's biblical, I want to get into it. And if we're in the middle of a series, I want to continue where we're going with the series. But today I'm going to make an exception. We want to talk a little bit about mothers today. I want to, I want to kind of give you a general history. And I began to start thinking about the heart of a mother. And, and I thought, man, well, what a heart of the mother is and how God really himself has, has put this heart within mothers. And I want us to look at some scriptures today. And I was, yesterday as I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do, uh, the Lord gave me this first king. So turn with me to chapter three and just kind of hold that there for a minute because I want to share with you a little bit about a mother's heart. So it's Mother's Day today. I'm sure a lot of you have some different plans and stuff. Um, and those of those of us that have lost their biological mother, that their mother's, you know, is no longer in this earth realm. Uh, I know it's a tough day for some of us because we can reflect back and think, you know, I, I don't have a mother to call. I don't have somebody to talk with. But I want you to know that God is the God of all comfort. Amen. And, and I want you to realize and understand that. So if you're like, like myself, that your mother's gone on, um, then, then you know what? God will give us peace, and I hopefully that you'll find comfort through what we talk a little bit about today. What about the histories of, history of Mother's Day? You know, I, I really began to do some research on it, and I began to start thinking about some things with Mother's Day and um, how it came about. And I'm not going to go in to the roots of it, but I know that through America, through the United States of America, we changed uh, Mothering Day to Mother's Day, and, and, and the roots of where it came from, we started anew and afresh in the United States. In the United States of America, Mother's Day was first suggested in the year of 1872. That's a long time ago. Anybody been born 1872, still around here? Um, better look at Gigi, remember, find out when... She was born by Julia Ward Howe, she, who, wrote, who wrote the words of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Anybody heard of the Battle Hymn of the Republic? Yeah. She wrote those words, and, and, and she wanted Mother's Day to be a day dedicated to peace. She would hold an organized Mother's Day meeting in Boston, Massachusetts every year. It wasn't until 1907 that Anna Jarvis from Philadelphia began a campaign for a national Mother's Day. Miss Jarvis persuaded her mother's church in Grafton, West Virginia, to celebrate Mother's Day on the second anniversary of her mother's death. This was the second Sunday of May. By the next year, Mother's Day was also celebrated not only in West Virginia, but it was celebrated in Philadelphia. So she and, and several of her supporters began to write, listen to this, you can see how ministers had a say-so in the community back in 1907. They began to write the supporters, and they wrote ministers first, businessmen and politicians in their endeavor to establish a national Mother's Day holiday. And in 1910, the governor of West Virginia, 1910, the governor of West Virginia proclaimed the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. And a year later, every state celebrated. 
but it wasn't until in 1911 that Mother's Day was celebrated in every state by President Woodrow Wilson. He made a declaration and wrote it into law that 1914 was an official announcement proclaiming Mother's Day as a national holiday, and it was held each year on the second Sunday in May. So we're here for Mother's Day, so turn to somebody and say, Happy Mother's Day. Turn to your other, your other neighbor and say, Happy Mother's Day. You know, and, 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 and I'm thankful for mothers. I'm thankful for my wife, which we celebrate Mother's Day. So, guys, we can't just say, well, you're not my mama. I didn't get you no gift or not going to do anything special for you today. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Come on now. Some of you are like, what? You know you've tried it. You know you've thought it. But, it, but you know what? She's the wife. She's the mother of your children. Amen. So we've still got to honor that. And I began to start thinking about mothers in the Bible. I began to start thinking about in Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, where Eve was called the mother of all the living. Eve was called the mother of all the living. So, wow, that's a, that's a pretty powerful statement, isn't it? And that's in Genesis chapter 3, verse 20. Then I began to start thinking about Sarah. Sarah, Sarah was a mother. She was the wife of Abraham. And the, and the Bible says that she was called the mother of all nations. How, much, how many of you would like to be called the mother of all nations? And it's like, what a responsibility there. You know, it's, just, it's tough enough just to be called the mother of your children. Amen. But, it's, but being called the mother of all nations, what a tremendous thing. I began to start thinking of, of Bathsheba. You know, and a lot of times we hear the negative connotations of David and Bathsheba because David sinned with Bathsheba. But how many of you know Bathsheba also bore Solomon, the son of David, who grew to be, at that time, the wealthiest. And I don't know as if there's anybody as wealthy as on, in this earth as Solomon has, was wealthy. But not only was he wealthy, but he also had wisdom. Say wisdom. See, Solomon had wisdom. He asked, for, he, he asked for wisdom, and God gave him riches and honor, you know. And, and the thing about this is, is God is more than enough. He's an abundant God. And we see Bathsheba, she was uh, Solomon's mother. So we, and you can begin to look in through the different scriptures, and you can, you can see in the New Testament. I was thinking about Mary, the mother of Jesus, you know, and, and, and some, some places, some religions, they even want to de it, de it, de it, de it deitize, thank you, deitize Mary, you know, but she's not a deity. Jesus is the deity. Amen. But, but see, when I began to start thinking about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and then I began to start thinking about a heart, the heart of a mother. And I thought about how mothers do so many different things. I thought about mothers and how they're, they're kind. I thought about mothers and how they're, they're compassionate. I thought about mothers and how they'll go the extra mile. I mean, moms will, uh, your, your son or daughter may call you from school and say, I forgot my coat, and dads will say, tough luck. They'll go get over it. But moms, what do they do? Oh, let me go get their coat. I'll go get her coat, and I'll take it, and I'll take it. I forgot their lunch. Dads will say, there's supper. They'll be hungry at supper time, and we'll have no problem there, right? Can you bring me my lunch? I forgot my lunch money. Well, it'll be the last time you forget your lunch money. You'll be fine. But what do moms do? Come on, somebody. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Most moms will. I mean, most moms will, fine, let's go run up and get little Johnny his money because we don't want Johnny to miss out on having a meal, you know. And then, you know, I mean, boys, you know, they'll fall down and they'll bust their knee wide open. What do dads do? Is it bleeding? You're all right, get up. 
Now, come on, somebody. I'm just preaching it like it is today, amen? But mothers said, oh, my little baby, oh, my picture is boo-boo. You got the boo-boo. They got the boo-boo. He come in to daddy and boo-boo. We're like, yeah, be all right. She'll be all right. We're trying to toughen them up, and they're trying to soften them up. Amen? And I'm not, this is not a bad thing about mothers. That's just the mother's heart that's there. You know, there's a mother's heart. It's so kind. Mothers are so compassionate. You know, and when you look at God's heart, oh, come on, God has a kind heart. He has a compassionate heart. You know, when I begin to start thinking about the different things that mothers do, you know, they'll, they'll go and they'll, they'll buy them certain things and they'll make sure they're dressed properly and they'll make sure they're looking just right and, you know, all that, all are good. And I began to think about when I was younger. See, I, we were, I wasn't allowed to wear jeans to school. You know, it just wasn't proper. She wanted me to go and to look good. You know, there was, you know, 30 kids that had jeans and one that didn't. So, <laughs> you know, but she would know that really isn't the truth. I, I don't really don't know if I remember about jeans, but I think we could probably purchase the others cheaper than jeans. I don't know. But she wanted me to look good. So mothers are kind. They're compassionate. They want, they want their children to represent them. They, they want, you know, I've talked with many and said, you know, I didn't raise him to be this way. I didn't raise her to be this way. They, they, they're so tied up in their children. There is a special bond between mothers and children. Do you know that? Do you realize that? I mean, I, I think about a lot of times I watch sports programs or something, and how many of the athletes do you see get up, especially in the Native American, I mean, in the uh, Afro-American community? The athletes, I mean, they've taught to respect their mother because a lot of times it's just the mother that's in the household, all right? You can, statistics can show this out. But how many times do you see them say, hey, I just want to say hi, shout out to my dad. That doesn't usually happen, but it's like my mama. And don't be talking about my mama. I mean, when I was in high school, I mean, we uh, moved down south, and it was a little bit different dynamics. And, you know, we'd mess around talk about somebody's mama, and they would go fight. You'd fight somebody if they talk about your mama. But, I mean, you could say anything you want to about their dad, and it didn't matter. But don't be talking about their mama, right? So we had to understand and realize that there is a special bond between a son and and their mother. There's a special bond between a daughter and the mother. There's just a special bond there. And guys, we just got to get over it. Amen. And we just got to realize that it's there. They're kind and compassionate. And I want to begin to, I want to look at the scripture to, so let's take a look at first Kings chapter three. I'm going to read to you verses 16 through 28. A lot of times in this scripture, to give you a little background here, a lot of times in this scripture, that we, we use this scripture and it's designed towards wisdom and how Solomon, who um, was such a wise judge and how he judged wisely. And you can see that in this passage of scripture, but I want to get down there because I want you to see and pick up the heart of a mother. Verse 16, everybody there? First Kings chapter 3, verse 16, everybody there? Say amen. Okay, so when the two women who were harlots came to the king and they stood before him, then one woman said, oh, my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house. And I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. It happened on the third day that after I gave birth that this woman also gave birth to a child and we were together. There was no stranger in the house with us, only the two of us in the house. So you've got two women. 
One has given birth to a child. They were both pregnant. One gave birth to a child, and then three days later, the next one gave birth to a child. Verse 19 says, this woman's son died in the night because she lay on it. So she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from beside me while your maidservant slept and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead son in my bosom. You see what happened? The mother must have had rolled over and maybe suffocated the child, and the child had died. So she took, went in the other bedroom, took the, the live baby and put her dead son with that mother, and she did a swap. You know, anybody heard about you know, a swap taking place or a mistake taking place at the nursery of the hospital. Anybody heard about that? And we saw a deal not too long ago where this, this one boy was, I mean, it was like he was 15 years old. And then he realized he was raised in this family and realized that, that it wasn't his biological mother. So that was a tough deal. So that's what we're looking at here. That wasn't some new things that have happened. I think we see this in the Scriptures. And it says, um, and she laid her dead son in my bosom. Verse 21, when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, behold, he was dead. And when I looked at him carefully in the morning, behold, he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, no, for the one for the living one is my son and the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, no, for the dead one is your son and the living one is my son. And they were speaking this before the king. And then verse 23 says, and the king said, this one says the son who is living is your son and the one that's dead is your son. And the other one says, no, he's your son. And the one that, that, that is living is, is my son. And so the king is sitting here listening to what is taking place. One of them is lying. It's one of them is not telling the truth. Amen? One of them is falsifying this, this issue. And we're going to begin to see. I want you to look at the heart of this mother. Verse 26 or verse 25 or verse 24. The king, verse 24, the king said, get me a sword. Now, I'm not condoning this measure. I'm not saying that this is how it needs to be decided. But this is how it was decided in this day. So they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two. And half will go to this one and half to the other. Now, that's some drastic measures, isn't it? You know, think about this. I mean, here's the king. The women are are down there. He's probably sitting on his throne. He's listening to this take place. And he says, give me a sword. And how many of you know it wasn't a pocket knife? You know, they they whip out this sword, you know, four foot, five foot long. And he says, you set the child down there and just, I'm going to cut him in half. You can have half and you can have half, right? Now, the heart of the mother, as you continue to look at this, let me just follow through with this, because the heart of the mother is now coming forth. You see this? The heart of the mother is now coming forth. Verse 26, when the woman whose child was living, she spoke to the king, and she was deeply stirred over her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child. So let's just say that the woman on the right was the one that was that was her child. And she says, oh, my Lord, I don't want half the baby. The baby should live. And in fact, 
if it's a matter of whether this child lives or not, you give her to her. That's the heart of a mother. Do you see that? That's a heart of a mother. A mother is willing to just about give up everything for their child. Huh? They'll do anything. They'll run that lunch to school. They'll, they'll take that coat to school. They'll fix that boo-boo. They'll make things right. They may even go over and move kids around so their kids are seated by the people that they want them to be seated by. They'll, they'll fly in and make sure that they're playing properly. And you give her the ball. She needs to have the ball some too, right? They'll, they'll do some things. We call those helicopter parents. But we, we, they, they kind of swoop in and do some things there, you know, you know, come in and but change things around. But this is the heart of the mother. So the other mother on the left, the one that on the left, which I guess is on your right if you're looking this way, but the one that's on the left, she says, oh, go ahead, cut him in two. That'll be fine. You see the heart being revealed? He says, but the other, one's, the other one said, he shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide him. Cut him in two. Give her half. I'll take half. I would imagine this mother was very grieved. The one on the left that had lost her child, that had rolled over and had suffocated her child. I would imagine there was some grief. I would imagine there was some deception. I would imagine there was some pain. I would imagine there was some, some envy, some jealousy. There was a lot of things that were going on with this mother that she would be so distraught to the point of, you, if I can't have a live child, you can't either. But yet the mother on the right says, you know what? I don't want you to cut him in half. That's my baby. And I'll do whatever I have to my baby. So if I've got to have my child continue to live and be with this other mother, then king, don't cut him in half. Let him have her. So you can read the rest of it. So Solomon says, put the sword back. I know whose baby this belongs to. And he says, take that baby. And give it to the rightful mother because of the heart of the mother. And a lot of times we haven't thought about it. And some of you may not have children. You may not have children or you may not have children yet. But something happens. I don't know what it is because I'm a guy. I didn't carry the child for nine months. Are you with me? But there's something that happens and that changes the heart of the mother. Mothers are special. And you mothers that are in here today, you're special. You're special. Whether you have a child biologically or you have a stepchild or, 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 or you're just a mother to those that are around you, that are close to you, that are in a, in a Sunday school class or that, that are in a, a nursery class or that are just, you got all the family members and all the kids come around you and you're a mother to them, you're special. And we began to see where the king says, you know what? I'm going to take this and I'm going to give this baby to its rightful mother. Because you know what was revealed? What was revealed in this passage of Scripture was the wisdom of God, yes, that Solomon had the wisdom of God. But what was also revealed was the heart of that mother. And there was also revealed the heart of this mother too, wasn't it? The mother on the left, her heart was revealed. And the mother on the right, her heart was revealed. And it was the true heart of the mother that was revealed 
in this passage of Scripture. So I began to start meditating on the things of a mother. And I thought, you know, mothers do some tremendous things. They're kind. They're compassionate. Mothers are quick to forgive. I've visited with family members where the father has gone off and not been part of the family, and the son is in jail. He's in prison, and he's in there for 30 years. And guess who comes to visit every weekend? The mother. Yes, he's done wrong. Yes, he's not, she's not pleased with the decisions that he's made, but she loves him unconditionally. We need to learn some things from the mother. We need to understand some things from the mother. A child understands the authority that the mother has. If a mother, if a child needs something answered, they'll usually go to the dad. What's the dad say? Go ask your mother. (laughs) So mom makes a lot of decisions, guys, that we just don't want to make. Right? Begin to start thinking and reflecting on a mother. And a lot of times when you think and you reflect upon a mother, you see a mother that is forgiving. I hope you had a forgiving mother. I hope you had a, a loving mother. Confession is good for the soul. There was times when I was younger, I would run away from the house just to hurt my mother. I'd get in trouble. they put me in my bedroom. And, man, you talk about running, I could run. They should have nailed my window shut because they knew it. My brothers and sisters, they would time it. He just got sent to his room. I give him 10 minutes. I bet he's gone by 10 minutes. No, I give him 15. They would probably even sit outside the house and watch my bedroom window open up and watch me jump out and go. I'd been picked up by the police twice and brought back home. But you know what? I didn't realize what I was doing to my mother. I didn't realize what was taking place with her. And then a time when I thought, you know, I'm just going to hurt her. I'm just going to run because... I know it hurts her. So I'd run away. Those kids that you don't need to be tied down to the bedpost, that was probably me. I was like a yo-yo. I'd go when I'd come. And what I put my mother through, but my mother was very, still very loving. I had a very stern mother. My father worked second shift, so he wasn't home in the evening. But I had a very stern mother. When I played baseball, guess who came to my games? Mom did. And I think at times where I didn't treat my mother good. And I'm sorry for that. I remember a time where I wrestled for four years in high school. And I remember a time when I was in the 10th grade and we went to Christmas break, and Luis, I was undefeated, and this other kid was undefeated, and we were going to wrestle each other right after Christmas break. And my mom says, you know what? You've been wrestling for a year and a half now, and I've never seen one of your matches. 
you know, I'd like to come. I would tell her when it was at town, I'd tell her it was out of town. When it was out of town, I'd tell her it was somewhere else. So I wouldn't tell her where it was because I didn't want her to come. And she came and to that match, and they had a big article in the paper. And she said, I just, I just want to come. And I lost. I lost that match. And I was so embarrassed. And as a 15, 16-year-old kid, there's things that you can get embarrassed by that you've built up in your mind. And I wrestled another year and a half after that, Wayne, and never, ever invited her to another one of my matches. Never. That following year after that year, I went 16-0 and and got beat in a championship match. I was in shop, and I was building my trophy case to put my six-foot trophy, and I lost the last match of the finals by one point with five seconds left to go. I never let my mother come. I never let her come. But you know, it never stopped her from asking. It never stopped her from loving her. There was a time in my life where I got involved in drugs and alcohol. There was a time in my life that I was not following God. Can y'all believe that? (laughs) Gee whiz. There was a time in my life where my mother didn't want to go where I lived, and I only lived an hour and a half away when I went to school in Charlotte, North Carolina, and when they lived in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and it was an hour and a half away. And I lived there for four and a half years, and my mother or my father had never come down there, never. But it didn't stop them from loving me. It didn't stop them when I would come home and they would embrace me and they'd put their arms around me knowing that probably the night before I was doing things that were not pleasing to them or to my God. But it didn't stop them from loving me. A mother has a heart that when a teenage daughter gets pregnant or a teenage son fathers a child, that a mother's heart can come forth and say, there's a plan, there's still a plan, there's still a destiny, there's still a purpose in your life. And a mother will love them through that. A mother's heart where they'll sit in a courtroom and they'll watch their son who has done things illegal and, and, and needs to serve time and does serve time and they'll still be there in the midst of that. That's a mother's heart. A mother's heart is when she'll receive a phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning and it's your son Mrs. Cox, this is the Winston-Salem Police Department, and I have your son, and I'd like for you to come down and get him. A mother's heart. She might let me sit there for a little while, but eventually she's going to come get me. But a mother's heart will go forth and bail them out when they don't deserve to be bailed out. A mother's heart will go forth and love their child even though they may sit there for three days. A mother's heart will sit in a courtroom when they come in in an orange jumpsuit with handcuffs behind their back. And a mother's heart will still love that child. A mother's heart will say, King, don't cut that child in half. But you give her to somebody that I don't even know and I don't even approve of. But yet you give them to her 
That's the mother's child, mother's heart for that child. A mother's heart is quick to forgive. Quick to forgive when we make mistakes. When we don't go to college when we should go to college. Are you with me? When we make wrong decisions or we walk down the wrong path, there's the mother's heart that's still saying, that's my boy. That's my girl. And I love my girl no matter what. I love my, that's my daughter. She's my daughter. That's that mother's heart. I don't know if many of you have experienced that mother's heart, that love of the mother's heart, but that heart comes from God the Father. But there's something special that when a woman can go through child birthing pains for hours and hours in labor, and that baby come out and they don't think about the pain, guys. They just think about what the results were. And a year, two years later, all of a sudden, they forget about that pain of bringing forth that baby. We've got something special for you today. Mothers, we honor you today. Because without you, we wouldn't be here. (laughs) Of course, you know, without the fathers, you know, and the seed, we wouldn't be here either. Amen. This is a special time for many of you. And for many of us whose mother has gone on, we have to rely on the strength and comfort of God. We have to rely. Maybe you didn't have a mother like that. Maybe you didn't have a mother that was forgiving. But you know what? The truth be told, the mothers are a strength of the family. Guys, we think that we we hold it together, but it's the mothers that are the strength of the family. Mothers can be also amazing friends. Oops, I was going to read to you something real quick. Mothers can be amazing friends. I don't know if many of you had a mother that was an amazing friend, but mothers can be amazing friends. I want to share with you This is a poem by Helen Steiner Rice. Listen to these words. A mother's love is something that no one can explain. It's made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and of pain. It is endless and unselfish and enduring come what may, for nothing can destroy it. Or take that love away. It is patient and forgiving when others are forsaking. It never fails or falters, even though the heart is breaking. And it believes beyond believing when the world around condemns. And it glows with all the beauty of the rarest and brightest gems. It is far beyond defining. It defies all explanation. And it still remains a secret like the mysteries of creation. And a many splendid miracle man cannot understand. And another wondrous evidence of God's tender guiding hand. 
That's the heart of a mother. And we just want to honor you mothers today. We want to bless you mothers today. And when we see a mother's heart, kind and compassionate, full of grace, full of mercy, full of love, it comes from the Father. Maybe you've not thought about it. Maybe you've not realized, mothers, how important you are and how the strength of the family is also in your hands. It's important for you to be godly mothers. It's important for you to seek the Spirit of God. It's important for you that are not mothers to learn how to be godly mothers. We're honoring mothers today. And we praise you, mothers, for who you are. We praise you for the long hours. We praise you for times where there was a second-year-old grade school child that had made this comment that mothers work and then work at home. And fathers work at work and then come home. And mothers, you do laundry. You provide for us. How many children in the middle of the night may have a sick stomach? And the mother. It's the mother. There's times where you might get up, dads, and you might hold that child. And guess who they want? They want mama. They want their mama. I can't do anything about it. They want their mother. There's a special tender love that God gives to these mothers, to you, mothers. Whether you have a child or not, that love is in you. And God has designed you and made you that way. And I just want to thank and honor and bless the mothers. So if, if you're a mother today, stand up. Whether you have a child here, if you've given birth to a child, if you're, you might be a spiritual mom. Those of you that may be even single and you may be a spiritual mom. But we're asking, I want to declare a blessing over you today. The Bible says be fruitful and multiply, and, and you've, you've done that. You're doing that. And I want to declare that mother's heart that's in you, to let it come forth, to let it grow, to let it expand, to let it come forth. Let me just pray for you today. Father, we just thank you for these mothers, this mother's heart that you've given them. God, the heart and the strength of the family, They're friends to us. God, their love and their compassion, their kindness, their endurance, God. They're sleepless nice. There's the criteria of being tired doesn't even reflect to the mothers because they do things when they're tired. They do things because of the love that you've placed within them. I pray and, and speak a blessing of grace and great grace to be upon these mothers here today. I ask you to continue to strengthen them, Lord God. I ask you, to, Lord God, to just release the gifts and talents and abilities. Let them come to their fullness. And God, I just pray a blessing of the living God to be upon them today. Lord, the things that are close to their hearts with their children, even their mothers themselves, Lord, that you will comfort and strengthen them in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 
the rest of the congregation, let's give the mothers some praise in this house because they so deserve it. Amen? Okay, you may be seated. All right, I'm just kind of waiting on the kids to come in because we're going to bring the kids in, and they've got a special gift for all of you mothers here today. And even the mothers-to-be, we've got a special gift.